What is up? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. This is Culture. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on the show. Your show. Call-in show. You want to call in and talk about anything? Absolutely. Anytime. You can just hit the button. I'm here for you, whatever you want to talk about. But I got some topics today. I got some topics today. Uh, besides that, one of those topics is one I recently talked about on Struggle Session, which you can hear at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or sesh.show. And that's Yellowstone. Yellowstone. But it looks like we already got our first caller. So caller, what is up? Unmute yourself whenever you're ready. How's it going? Oh, it looks like our caller dropped. Maybe was not ready <laughs> to go live just yet. But hey, it's okay. You don't get got. You don't have to have stage fright. You're free to jump on anytime, absolutely anytime. But yes, Yellowstone. I want to talk some Yellowstone, the number one TV show, like maybe in America, certainly in red, red state America, certainly in Auntie and Uncle America. This is your uncle's favorite show promise you ask him ask your uncle what's his favorite show is yellowstone ask your auntie what's her favorite show is yellowstone okay everybody's watching uh, everybody's watching this thing all right <laughs> everybody but us is watching this thing i i don't know how i missed it actually because i've been singing um the praises of the creator taylor sheridan for years for years um, I saw his film Wind River and I was just blown uh, away by by it. And he followed up with a uh, hell, and uh, and then I went back and watched um, Hell or High Water, which was even better. One of the best uh, crime movies in the past uh, past uh, one of the best movies of the decade, probably top ten, I think. People uh, and it's not just me who raves about that movie, Hell or High Water, very very good movie. He was involved in Sicario. Involved in Sons of Anarchy, but this Taylor Sheridan guy—he has a real vision, real voice, and he mixes in some. I don't want to say good politics necessarily, but I'll say good causes. He mixes in some good causes for the in his shows because all his shows, all his stuff, are about you know crime out in the West and the wilderness, and usually in places where. Um, indigenous people have been displaced near reservations and this is a recurrent theme in most of the uh, work he's worked on and he's been and he, even though his movies are really just like his movies and tv shows are like shooting him up action westerns uh he still has this really you know sensitive core to it where he's really concerned about the plight of indigenous uh missing and exploited indigenous women so i find his work really, you know, pretty interesting and good. And it's a good thing for your auntie and uncle to watch, uh, besides Fox News. I know it's probably big with the Fox News contingent. I know it's probably big with conservatives. But they sneak a lot of stuff in to the show Yellowstone. There's, like, lots of critiques about oil companies. There's critiques about finance, of finance. Because our Dudden, the Dudden family, who are... Um, Main, let me let me go through. Let me go through because we didn't go through on struggle session all because we were talking about a lot of different shows. But we got time on here. We can we can go through the characters, all the dozens. If you want to call in, 
talk about Yellowstone, have any questions. I'm going to try to avoid any major spoilers. This is just a teaser, kind of let you know if you're going to be into the show. But I, I will tell you that it's hard. It's a hard show to spoil because so much shit happens to in it. Like it, it, it you won't. Like there's no one thing is so important. It, it, it has a pace almost as fast as like Empire. If uh, uh, the first season of Empire, which was just nonstop, like you couldn't spoil the show because by the time one goddamn thing resolved itself, they had another problem going on. But uh, the Dudden, so Head Dudden, John Dudden, Daddy Dudden, Kevin Costner. In a very surprising role for him, if you remember him back from the 90s, you know. Because Kevin Costner was, was you know, kind of, he was like a red state Tom Hanks, maybe. I, I don't know about his personal politics, but the movies he was in had, were kind of small C conservative. Uh, and not really, you know, edgy, but he's kind of changed that outlook a bit. He's taken on some roles that you wouldn't expect and this one is just like he plays he's basically like a breaking bad guy he's a prestige villain he's a he's a he's a rancher and he will do anything uh to keep his massive massive ranch which is just like huge like big enough to be a state park just absolutely gross and and his most is the only thing he cares about is keeping every single inch of that land he doesn't want the indigenous people who live near uh, there on the reservation to take any of it uh even though he does make make deals with them every so often and but he definitely doesn't want any of the corporations that come to town to try to take it like every season is actually about like gentrif i don't know if you would quite call it gentrification but basically they want to de- development development they're trying they, they want to develop this land in montana because of literally because global warming has made Colorado uh, not as a prime a ski destination, so they want to move. They want to. Uh, at one point, a developer says, "I want to. I want a vale in Montana. You know, I want all this stuff here." And Dudden is just fighting against all these high, like because you know he's a capitalist but he's fighting against these like hyper capitalists and these corporations and these development companies like every season like they're usually the main villains as opposed to uh like the gangs and stuff like, it's strange because like dudden spends like hat like the show like you're supposed to believe that the dudden family is intimately involved in both like state level politics state level politics mind you like one of the sons becomes the attorney general of the state uh they're talking about running for governor but you also have he also runs like a gang like a murderous gang like they straight up just like if they have a problem with somebody they kill them like it's wild and everybody who's in the gang is branded and it's like Crips or Bloods, blood in, blood out. You cannot leave. Uh, they kill you if you try to leave. And so, it's, so it operates. So it's like tries to be. So it has that level where it's like the wire, where it's somewhat has some kind of grounding in reality, in real problems that people have, and real issues like you know development. But it also has that Sons of Anarchy level where it's just buck wild people shooting each other for no goddamn reason. And it also has a, 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 a secession level 
where it's all about the family soap drama and the will they and won't they and sign the paper and no, I won't sign the goddamn paper. You know that shit you see in Succession? You get that in Yellowstone, except it's much more uh, deadly. <laughs> it's, it's Succession with a bunch of murder. It's Empire for white people. It's I have a few, I have a few others, but it's it's a show. It's Sons of Anarchy on horses. It's it, it and it has a, even has like a procedural like cop level too because the Dudden family basically run the police department so they do like and one of the sons is a former operator so and he's like he has like a bullshit like um was it i forget like uh some bullshit government job that still gives him a bad badge so he does like raids like the strike team from the shield too so you even have like a a bit of like a little cop show in there a dirty cop show but still kind of a cop show so you had kevin costner Dad, John Dudden. You got Beth Dudden, my favorite character, played by uh, Kelly Riley, who you may have seen in Flight. And she's just amazing in this. Absolute revelation. One of the most terrifying characters that you will ever see on screen. Just pure, unadulterated evil. Hates, hates, hates with a passion you cannot uh, possibly understand. I will watch this show just for Beth. If you like... If you wish Shiv was just murderous, uh, that you you want to see Beth. Want to see Beth? Very similar characters, but Beth does not fuck around, and Beth is smart. Shiv is not that smart, <laughs> but it's it's such a good show. I fell into it very 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 quickly. I I I had deliberately been ignoring this show. I had not been paying attention at all. I was like, oh, it's on Paramount Plus. It's probably. Like for I thought it was for the Matt Lock crowd, you know, that was for the old people. But these old people have been out here in the streets with all this sex and all this violence, lots of sex too and nudity in this show. I didn't know Paramount uh, Network was getting down like that, but apparently I, I was watching it actually live on YouTube TV, and I didn't know you could say fuck on TV now. I guess I guess that's where we're at. Cool, cool. I, but I didn't know our aunts and uncles were watching this and not even tell us about it. It's like the Sopranos. It's like Sopranos level sex, swearing, and violence. But the uncles and aunties are cool with it. Folks, if you've been watching Yellowstone, please call in. Let me know what you think about it. Have you been enjoying the show? What did you think about the latest season? Some critiques of the latest season, saying maybe the show's lost its mojo a little bit. The stakes were a little bit lower in the fourth season, and a couple of the character, main characters kind of just uh, took a breather. Case and his wife just disappeared <laughs> for the whole season, mostly. Case had one good accent scene. Case John Dudden, the uh, yeah, I, I forget. I guess he's the youngest son. Youngest son, um, played by Luke Grimes, who what well, is kind of supposed to be next in line to take over the ranch. But this season, he ends up moving away uh, from the ranch, living on the reservation with his wife, who is uh, indigenous. And they just got a peace out for the whole season. <laughs> Don't do anything. He has a he has a he has a trip. He has a a little. Uh, sp- sp- he has you know he can he can he um. He has like a peyote trip 
over like four days in the last two episodes. But that's it. He doesn't do that much in this season. Unfortunately. But Yellowstone, I show I have absolutely fallen in love with. Jamie Dunn, sadly one of the most pathetic characters on TV. And his antagonist is, of course, his sister Beth. Jamie is like, what's it, uh... The um the Culkin character, if he was like no no he's like he's like Kendall with absolutely no spine whatsoever. Uh, Jamie Jamie is Kendall with absolutely no spine, like zero spine whatsoever. Just a complete war worm, bullied by everyone, just goes wherever people tell him to go. Uh, it's very and it has a lot. It has a lot of that father son drama. With all his kids. He's always mind tripping his kids. It's a fun show. I highly, highly recommend it. If you have not. Your uncles and aunties have been keeping this secret from you. For for, for years. It's on this fourth season. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. But they put, it, they put it out for free on a lot of the apps. Because they're just trying to get people like us to watch it. People use streaming services to watch it. They're like, hey, you know, like 8 million people watch this show. Right, you do you want to check it out? Like it's free on everything. The first season, I think, is like free on everything. They also have a spinoff, eighteen eighty three. And when I heard, it's like, wait a minute, this show Yellowstone that I haven't even watched already has a goddamn spin spinoff prequel. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, the western is just back because it's like an old school western where people are getting shot all the time, but with modern you know, style and violence and swearing. Like, very Deadwoody. Very Deadwoody. And it's just, like, a brutal... It's like... It's, uh, as YB said on the show, it's like the brutal version of the Oregon Trail, which is uh, the real version of the Oregon Trail. One problem with Yellowstone proper is that there's so many murders there, they couldn't probably get away with it, even if they ran the police department. Just too many murders to get away with. 1883 doesn't have that problem, obviously, because it takes place at a time where, you know, if you murder someone, all you have to do is, like, go to the next town, and you're, like, good. Wasn't no detectives, wasn't no forensic science. You, wait, what am I talking about next town? Like, go to the next house, and you're good if you murder someone in 1883. And then half the time, if you murder someone, people say, like, oh, he deserved to be murdered. He stole a horse. Deserved to be murdered. In fact, they, they hang some horse thieves in like the first five minutes of uh, 1883. It really lets you know what type of show it is very early on. And I'm very, I'm just curious about this because these shows, it's a prestige show in an era where the, I feel like the prestige show is kind of falling by the wayside. But it's not aimed at the traditional prestige audience, but still has those sensibilities where it's extreme violence, extreme language, uh, extreme sex. But it doesn't. But it still like is like has this you know homespun sentiment sentimentality to it. In fact, that a lot of these shows don't. For example, um, when they let all the ranch hands and stuff, there's a whole subplot with the ranch hands. They're just kind of hanging out with each other. And they let the ranch hands, like, you know, rope steer and, like, nerd out about being good cowboys in a way that, like, in The Sopranos, like, the they're always miserable. 
right? In the Breaking Bad, everybody's always miserable. In this show, people just actually do sit back and relax and it's like, oh man, I love this land. I love this life. You know, I love being out here. So in that respect, it is small C conservative. It's very rare to see in one of these prestige shows about people about white people shooting each other where people sit back and say, actually, America rules <laughs> every so often. They don't say America. They just say Montana, the ranch is good. They're just trying to protect that small little piece of America that they love. But it's, but that does make it a little bit different of a show where they, where there's something there's something they're preserving their little piece of the status quo. Whereas Breaking Bad, I don't think he's really trying to preserve the status quo. I think it's about the status quo falling apart, you know what I'm saying? There's a bit of that in Yellowstone, but they're really holding on. They got they they're keeping their land over there. The Duddons are the last stand for. I guess, I guess they can represent a last stand for a certain kind of American. Um, what and they're all, and they are under siege at all times. There's, they need all their guns. They're justified in keeping guns. Like you would not watch Yellowstone and be like, "We need gun control." You're like, "No, no, I need to get some guns." If I cross this guy, some he's gonna send some fucking cow po- pokes up to shoot me some someday. Lots, er, not just the Duddons are murderers. Like everybody, just murderers as like, like just day to day business. Like the the companies that are trying to buy off the Duddons ranch, like hire hitmen and shit. Um, like just off top, just as like the start of negotiation. It is wild. It's a wild show. Doesn't pull any punches. Not quite as grounded as you may like. Uh, from what you can probably pick up from my description, it is a, it is a soap opera of sorts. But if you've been checking out Yellowstone, if you if it sounds interesting to you, or if you want to talk about crime drama, I've mentioned The Wire. I've mentioned The Shield. Yellowstone doesn't have that much in common with, uh, say, a Law and Order, I would say. Not too much procedural. But if you're talking about Sopranos, you're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., you're talking about Empire, you're talking about Yellowstone. Very much in a similar uh, tradition with some very good action scenes, too. There's not a ton of action scenes, but the ones that happen are good. Taylor Sheridan has a really, really really good style. He reminds me a lot of um, the cat who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. I think they have a very similar approach um, to their very similar style, very similar approach to action. Scorsese influence, I would say. You'll see a little bit of heat when you're watching Yellowstone. I absolutely love the show. Highly recommend it. If you want to call in, talk about Yellowstone. Talk about what TV show you've been watching. Please do so. Please do so. Join me. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Looks like we have our caller. Hey, how's it going? Fotis, please unmute yourself whenever you're ready. What do you want to talk about? Hey, Leslie, it's Foti. Great to... Uh... Foti, thank you so much. Uh, I love you, man. I love you and Jack. 
Thank you. Oh, love you too. Thank you so much for Grace, calling. Love best. Happy New Year. Happy Thank New Year. Uh, you're you're so great, and uh, you gave the green light, so I called in. Oh, please. So, do you, is there anything in particular you want to talk about? Well, no. I I, I want to continue what you were saying, kind of keep it organic. I I think I could talk to you about a, a million things, uh, but I don't I don't want to like sidetrack just yet. Oh no! I'm please, like, please, whatever you want to talk about, please. What where you, what what TV show have you been watching? Uh. I've I've actually been watching Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Oh, thank you so much. I've been watching it too. Please yeah. tell me what you think. Uh, love it, love it. So <laughs> I, I I I've I don't love it, but I do like it. And I I, I kind of fell off, but this most recent episode is picking me back in. So for people who don't know, Yellow Jackets is on Showtime. It stars a uh, Lori Lori uh, Lori. Uh, who is it? Christina Ricci. Um, what's her name? Ju- Juliet. Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Juliet Lewis and a couple other people, but that was, those are the main two. And it's yeah. kind of and it's kind of like a '90s retro vibe. And it has like is half of it takes place in the '90s, and the other half takes place in the modern day with this following the same group of girls who had uh, on their school on a school trip. Uh, had a plane crash where a bunch of them died, a few of them survived, and we're kind of piecing together what happened on it's that like, island. Uh, whole meets alive. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. A little bit lost in there too, but I it's uh, Karen Kusama who I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, me too, me too. Yeah, and, and to, to your point, uh, very similar. When I first perused it, I was like, you know, there's so much of a even like when uh, Mad Men came out, there there's this there's this contrivance of of uh, how things are produced, and there's so much form to adhere to. And you're like, okay, it, you just feel like you're in an exec meeting, and they're like these two things: whole meets alive, like '90s girls survive, and then we throw in this like other element, <laughs> and then it becomes something where it's like you, you already get what's up. However. Like watching a little bit of it, I've, I've liked the the development of reveals, and I was kind of surprised. And I I'm just enjoying it. Uh, but I, I wanted to connect with you on the Yellowstone thing because I mean that was your announced topic, uh, and you totally have like got me interested in checking it out. And I've been sensing it lately, and I I've really been into um, you know Taylor Sheridan has been very successful and and it's kind of like his show right yes yes and 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 then when i was looking into it today because i I saw you posted this i i thought it was scott cooper (laughs) who made it and these guys are like versions of one another in whatever it's just it, it is what it is but they're like this american southern gothic cormac mccarthy trying to carry this torch of like the the nouveau wild west yes yes i haven't seen a ton of scott cooper what i have i like but yeah very very similar uh what's the craig zaylor i think maybe is a little bit more extreme a version of this as well i think taylor sheridan probably a little bit more on the left side than uh, than, uh craig is but i it's, it's interesting and it's a place it's a I know I don't know if you call it genre movement or whatever, but it's a place where you're still getting 
you know, some good crime action genre stuff that still takes uh, take cinema seriously, which, you know, a lot of genre stuff no longer does. Yeah, and I th- the the thing that these two guys have in common that lends to kind of confusion is they're both of this like there's this sort of old guard continuation happening. It's almost like it's kind of like the Matrix, like the world stopped in '99. Like whoever, <laughs> whoever did work at one point made enough. Like it's kind of like Peter Berg or something. They had enough connections in Hollywood from like sleeping on people's couches and being like 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 a stand-in for someone else that they just all know each other <laughs> and then not to take away from their later really good work it's just th- these both these dudes were yeah like, just like hung around actors like they they were working around you know hollywood and then they did some good work and had an opportunity to like pr- produce a, a script or direct something and you know knocked it out the park which a lot of people don't do and then, you know, they're rewarded with, here you go, you, you get the keys to Netflix gives you a hundred million bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wild. I, and the thing, like, the thing about Terry Sheridan is, like, it's funny because he talks about this. He says, you know, I was an actor for, like, 20 years and I just never got anywhere because uh, I wasn't that good, actually. <laughs> and I like that kind of self-reflection. But when he, like, put himself towards, you know, screenwriting, like, he's really done it. And it's like, yeah, this is, like, he's done, he's doing the movies and, like, he's writing, he's writing and directing most of the episodes of this series and doing two other spinoffs while also, like, he bought the actual ranch that they uh, are doing one of the spinoffs at. It's oh. called the Four Sixes Match Ranch. And like, and he's, at, he, at, I, I that's some Tyler too. Perry shit in like Atlanta, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he, I should mention that I, 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 for Yellowstone, all, everybody does all the shit on the show, more or less the roping, the riding, uh, the, tr- even the tricks, even the, uh, that they do, the, the fighting, the, uh, bull riding. They're like all, all, all the actors are basically doing the majority but of that these, stuff. And these even dudes Taylor- are like cowboys. They, yeah. That's like their upbringing too, right? They're like good old boy cowboy. I like all that. Yeah. And, and, and like also having that, I, yeah, they weren't like that good at acting or whatever. I mean, who is and what's good at, what, what does any of this mean anymore? Right. But like, the experience carries through and it just allows that like greater depth and, and, and uh, having something elapse, which is kind of like an essential aspect of any one of these things like TV shows. Yeah. He cites a lot. Uh, Cormac McCarthy as one of his um, influences. And it's an interesting one. I think a telling one because Cormac McCarthy obviously has a lot of respect as, you know, He's a great. Ri- writer. I, I love Cormac McCarthy, but when yeah. you break it down, he is just doing like cowboy shit and basic plots. And Taylor Sheridan says, I like doing basic plots like Cormac McCarthy does because then I can just focus on character, whereas Cormac focuses on, you know, character and language, et cetera, et cetera. But still yeah. like a straightforward plot, but you can do so much uh, with it. It's 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 backcountry shit. It's gossip. It's it's just it's very Americana, and and that's the thing that like with you know corporatization, commercialization, it deviates so much. But then you 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 you're able to reconnect with why like the Real Housewives and all that shit 
is so major because like that shit's real like, yes <laughs> so real and, exactly and people, you know whenever you get hoity-toity you de- you abstract and you forget the, the real shit it's like no no like most of all that shit is completely real that's how most like so many people fucking live worldwide too and and like the, the other person i want to mention is like a offshoot of that point is i think his name's um sean uh baker uh, and he made uh he made the florida project that's like uh, in tangerine and and i i recently saw a uh, red rocket and like his thing is um i think allison Andrews her name she made american honey uh, but it's it's yeah. like the real america like just in a way it's showing lower class people so i want to be careful about using these terminologies but i just mean in terms of like greater oh. representation of the proportion of the population oh yeah well we're all friends i get exactly what you're say- oh, saying saying this is yeah. for the listeners <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm just thinking about um it rem- nick pizzolato actually his yeah. uh first book his book um galveston is kind of in the same vein true detective kind of go he kind of goes off in a little bit of a tangent so i feel like people won't necessarily compare him to taylor sheridan but he does start off in a very similar western southern gothic uh sort of vibe he goes a little bit more supernatural yeah and and like again these are disciples of cormac because cormac's been doing it for a very long time and when you have that breadth of uh, your oeuvre, uh, there's a lot to pick from. So you have some stuff that's like not supernatural and you have other shit that is. And so people can just basically, and it's happening now anyways. I mean, culture is so um, cannibalistic or self-flagellating or uh, human centipede, but like you're just going to get this like, uh, it's, it's coming out now. Like these are the uh, the Cormac disciples, hugely successful, uh, and then I don't know. You get maybe some like bitter fucks like me who's like, oh, I wanted to do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the that's the funny thing because when you do look at it and you understand, it's like, oh, anybody could have made this show, right? But he he did. He's doing it, and it's, it's really cool because yes. because he's just piecing together all these things that were there in a way that really works. And strangely enough in a way that like did not happen a lot for Cormac McCarthy adaptations. Um, you have no um, a country for old men, which is you know, stellar, I think. And is a template for obviously for, they, uh, you had the, all the pretty horses in like 98 with, uh, Matt Damon and Billy Bob and, or like, um, Penelope Cruz. And uh, you're totally right. Like it's, there's always like this time lag effect. Like these things just don't sync up and, Cormac was obviously ahead of his time and unknown relatively for, I don't know, the first 10, 20 years, what he was doing is very classic. And and then it, it eclipses with no country, which he himself even wrote. Like I, I've read that one and it, it reads like it's uh, a screenplay. It's a screenplay. Yeah, exactly. It was originally a screenplay. Yeah. So it was, I, I love that book, but it's so funny because it is so like sparse. Like that's why the movie and the book. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, do you think they'll ever be able to do blood Meridian on film? People say unfilmable. I, 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 I well, miss... our friend James Franco shot some oh, test footage. <laughs> <laughs> the comeback kid. Uh, uh, he, the thing is, he, his. I actually really appreciated uh, 
his attempts at what he was doing. Uh, that's the most I'll tip my hat to him. <laughs> uh, but whatever. But like, it, it's totally gonna get done. Everything's gonna get done because content, right? Yes. Uh, so like, the, it's. I mean, do do you put it in an HBO Max or a Showtime or an like? Because you need that balance of like, you need the heavy hitters. You need that big ass budget, but it's so. If you're gonna do it right, you need that because it, it's so. Um, I mean, it's a little. My vocabulary is failing me on it, but it, it's uh, it's this ahumanistic. Uh, I mean, we're gonna get into a Blood Meridian, <laughs> like like uh, exploration right now. But it's so like it's 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 not even it's- nihilistic. It's going to the heart and and making these judgments on humanity. Uh, of violence and depravity and i mean it's everything we're living and that's what makes the book so uh, brilliant and yeah. made uh, but it's like is that how do you watch that and then you come out feeling like okay wow i gotta go like live my life <laughs> I gotta go kill, like you had to kill people to be here <laughs> i i think how they will sell it is okay it depends on who has the rights but they'll basically say yellowstone is a hit we need a Yellowstone. Why don't we adapt Blood Meridian? That's like Yellowstone. And I think that's how it's going to happen. And it all depends on who gets it in their hands. Obviously, they're going to lighten some of the stuff. Uh, I, they're not going to show as much of the brutality and violence. But I don't know. I, but I don't know. So, so Leslie, what, one thing I've been paying attention to, I mean, it's quarantine world, right? I'm in Toronto. So, uh, you know, this is what we do, right? We got to hunker down and watch our shows and read our books. Yes. So, so uh, I read um, Station Eleven. Okay. That's a recent adaptation. Yes. And it's been, um, it, it, it's a departure uh, and it's, I, it's not as good uh, in a sense, like, because I thought the book was like very good and I thought it lent, it lent itself to even being uh, like, a mini series like very easily. Right. Uh, And it's extremely timely, obviously. Uh, And so there's questions of like, how are you departing from it? Like, like ironically to me, I thought they lost a lot in their adaptation. And it's the, it's the dude Hiro Murai. I think it's his name who shoots Atlanta. And I I love Atlanta, but it, it like, it's that synthesis with Donald Glover. So you, you can, you can be stark when you have such stars, like, the whole cast is amazing and they're, you know, they're so great, but the, the station agent, the station 11 thing, uh, it's the, they're just like losing things. And, uh, but if you don't know the book, like it's, uh. it's, it's kind of in, it's, it's fine. It's enjoyable. It's, it's post-apocalyptic stuff, but it makes it almost like a, an also ran. Like it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like it's breaking as much ground. I understand exactly what you said because I was watching the show and I couldn't get why I didn't get into it. It's because I'm real. I never really liked the uh, main actress with Mackenzie Davis, and it's yes. like, yeah, if it's Stark, I I will sit and watch Donald Glover. Of course, I will watch Donald Glover do anything. anything. Yeah, uh, I watched pa- uh, Paperboy, uh, and uh, I forget her, uh, his Lick girl. Yeah, Daisy. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, like. Tons and tons of amazing stars in this. So, Cat like, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's amazing. But you know, Station Eleven, it, Eleven, it just doesn't have that cast that really like can pop 
among behind all the fucking Instagram filters. It, it, <laughs> even uh, Gal Garcia, uh, who who is is cast as the this like it's it's such a character. Like the thing is, I love that guy. I actually like like the people that are in it, but I think they're miscast. It's it's just a very peculiar misfire but they're all great it just doesn't you know you got to put the pieces together oh yeah yeah gal garcia like he's great in it but i I only i think i i know he his character no spoiler but his character dies pretty early on i'm sure he comes back but like i would have liked to see more of him and maybe in that that sorry to cut you off but that character is supposed to kind of be like and, and it's so easy to make this about like race switch but like they're written in a way where it's it could have been almost like a Richard Gere or like like a doofus dude who's like uh, like a himbo. Oh, and, and, and then like they, they're from the same little islet off of British Columbia, so it's it's not an issue that like he's Mexican and and she's black. Like that's not the but the way the and she could still be black by the way. Like even if they were in BC together. But the character, he he's got to be a bit of a doofus, yes, and like, and like almost clueless, and like uh, there's there, there's such a misconnect. Yeah, I, I knew. I see what you're saying. I can see how. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I like because the character is presented as more. I don't know. This it, it's like he's supposed to be. It's it felt like he was supposed to be kind of a fatter, wider guy because I actually saw. I Not the I, smoldering Spanish, Latin, ex- Latino intensity. I'm actually remembering now exactly because YB was watching like the first f- few minutes of it while I was in the other room, and they were talking. I was listening to it, and they were talking about the character. And I walked in expecting to see like a you know older, fatter, you know, despian sort of guy, not like him. So yeah, yeah, the, g- some great ca- cast cast uh character um actors in it but not really in the right places yeah i definitely felt that with a station 11 it's uh i don't you know it's also maybe it's covid world they had to do this at the same time i i don't i don't really want to be a hater it's just I, i'm a lover of it actually like yeah i, I read the, i i i enjoyed it enough and everyone's kind of trying and you know what i i did actually want to connect with you on there's two things because we're we're the the thing that I want to more talk with you about, but this maybe ends up taking up the whole hour, is about like whatever work you're doing because it was alluded to that you're working on a PhD. Uh, so I don't I don't know enough about your work, but the the thing that I'm more personally interested in talking about with you is uh, I used to be a huge PKD head and Alan Moore. Like I'm I'm gonna be forty in a week. So oh okay. Like like I was reading congrats this, this like this shit like i had older cousins i had the comics at, when i was like i was reading them at like two and three years old and i still have some of these things so i have like whatever happened to the man of tomorrow the superman and i have like the dark knight uh you know which one is it the the, the last dark knight returns yeah that one like i have that and like so more is uh and i just watched the watchman show like a few days ago which is you know, controversy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Controversial show. I I personally was controversy. not a fan. Controversy. <laughs> yeah. As Prince says, I was personally not a fan of the show, but I knew some people who were that I respected. I, a lot of people who were that did not respect. But I, I feel like over time, people have just kind of looked back and said, 
Huh, it was weird that we got super excited about that cop show while Black Lives Matter was happening. I, I think I think a lot of people have kind of looked back and said, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best thing that could have happened. Because obviously it didn't get the second season. And I think anytime a, sh- anytime a show seems to kind of lose, people fall out of favor. It's all about the momentum. It's all about oh, people totally, saying totally. it's good. If, you, if other people say it's good, you mouth, feel it's Bill, good. Yeah. yeah. But now that it's like the company has basically said we don't feel like making a new another one, and the uh, Damon Lindelof says he's not going to make another one. Like, why you don't really have to be invested in whether it's you, good you, or not. You you follow all this stuff, and you know that there's there are numerous machinations, and so sometimes you get the t- Taylor Sheridan who gets the helm, and then you know you get the old guard or the new old guard like the JJ. And the Lindelof and and these jobs, I'm a filmmaker. So there's an aspect of like, you want people who can deliver, like, and it doesn't have to be good. They just need to like get it (laughs) on time. Like there's these other components. And also with investment, they're like, you worked on Lost. They they know it was technically, you know, it's quantified as it was on TV for a lot of years. That's successful. They don't give a shit like the what what we're talking about years after the fact yeah because the advertisers paid right so you you had kind of warner or you know hbo or whatever the fuck they were going off on this side tangent in between whoever their president is and it it checked enough quadrant boxes right like it's diverse it's um socially relevant quote unquote like all these concepts uh and but it's just weird like it's it yeah like and like as like a like for me i did you ever you know there's um there's this movie uh, not another teen movie and the soundtrack was all uh like blink 182 covers of 1980s songs yeah so so it's like it's kind of neat like uh and i'll listen like i don't know if i really give a shit about either of these things and even <laughs> the final product, but I'm like, this is a neat, interesting thing. It's different. And so watching Watchmen, I, I, I'm like, you know, wrong, 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 wrong. But then it, Jeremy Irons as uh, Ozymandias, like, okay, like, this guy is a great dude and he's doing his, they're like riffing on it. Like, it's, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's not it. I mean... You, you, apply that to Star Wars too, right? Yeah, you know that the, the episode where um, the 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 black and white episode where I forget was it Bass Hangman? Yeah, Red Hood. Yeah, where where the hood? Oh, sorry, um, hooded Justice. Hooded Justice. Now I I criticized the reveal that Hooded Justice, who was a Nazi in the original comic, <laughs> would be a black man. But that episode in and of itself was like a good TV episode with a good story. And I would have liked this. And if they had just made that, I would have been like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty nice addendum. Even, yeah. It so, was, yeah. And, and the thing is with that episode, okay, because what's so misunderstood or misunderstandable is like, you can't just be like, okay, we're going to like cover the race, uh, like massacre. And that's good. It's like, this is such. <laughs> profoundly like difficult matter uh, on a global scale and to put in a comic book television show is like layers of offensive 
and, yeah, and to put, yeah, to put it in in a way that's that's so like la- that's lazy, and you can do it. They could have done it in a way that was better. It's just that they, he basically and J- and he uh, Damon Lindelof said this. He says he saw the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre as kind of like the the uh, the destruction of Krypton, and and therefore like the possible origin <laughs> of a superhero. And he ends up blaming the the Tulsa massacre on like a supervillain group as opposed to just well Americans, which, uh, which on one level is kind of genius or lazy genius or something or I don't know, but like that's something. Uh, I, I guess the problem is the pro- the thing I, the issue I think we had with it was like Watchmen itself was addressing just racism, not it wasn't abstracted behind these racism is caused by supervillains. It's like no cops are racist, superheroes yeah. are racist. Yeah, like America's and, a fascist mm-hmm. state. And yes, like, you're you're perpetrating it, and who watches the Watchmen? Like it's it's there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but thank you. Uh, but I'm actually going to have to wrap up the show a little bit early because, folks, I'm going to recording a, du- so a couple of struggle session episodes with Jack uh, right now. But thank y'all all so much, and Foley, uh, thank you so much for calling. It's been wonderful uh, talking with you. Please, please, please uh, call in again. Oh, Don't be a stranger whatsoever. Thank you so much. I love you. I love Jack. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You're, oh, love you're doing you too, good man. in the world. Uh, my love to your families. Have a great year. Everything. All right, thank uh, you so much. Look forward to more. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night. Talk to you later. Peace.